0: Now we're going to continue our uh, series this evening on gifts of the spirit that we've been looking at and this evening we're looking at pastors and teachers uh, and i'm going to read two passages i'm going to read a slightly shorter passage from uh, first peter chapter 5 i'm just going to read verses 1 uh, to 5 uh, and then we'll read uh, from ephesians chapter 4 which gives us one of the lists of the gifts of the spirit so the first is from 1 Peter chapter 5, verses 1 to five. 1 to 6, sorry. and that's speaking about elders and pastors and uh, uh, shepherds. So I exhort the elders among you as a fellow elder and a witness of the sufferings of Christ, as well as a partaker in the glory that is going to be revealed. Shepherd the flock of God that is among you, exercising oversight, not under compulsion, but willingly, as God would have you chapter 4, and from verse 10, Ephesians chapter 4, from verse 10 to verse 17. Uh, "'He who descended is the one who also ascended far above all heavens, that he might fill all things. And he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds and teachers uh, to equip the saints for the work of ministry.' For building up the body of Christ until we all attain to the unity of faith and the knowledge of the Son of God to mature manhood, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, so that we may not be children tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness and deceitful schemes. Rather, speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into Him who is the Head, into Christ, from whom the whole body, joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped. When each part is working properly, makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. Okay, and that's the passage uh, that has some of the gifts of the Spirit that uh, we're looking at. And this evening we're looking at uh, the way God equips the church uh, with um, shepherds and teachers. Okay, so, what does the church mean to you? What, when, when I use the word the church, what does it mean to you? I'm sure we have different ideas of what the church is, some more narrow and some broader. Uh, for some of you, it may be St. C's. Uh, for others, it might just be going to church, whatever uh, that means for you. It might just be a Sunday service that happens uh, when you go along to church. For others, it's the institution. Philip was talking about the Free Church General Assembly that meets here. And some of us would think of that as the church, the kind of the institution of the church. Uh, As ministers, we just think the world revolves around the church, our church, uh, and uh, its activity and its worship. We're very narrow-minded and focused in that way, which is ridiculous, of course, because it's much broader than that. And we've had a great visual example of that this evening uh, with uh, the work of O.M., and really, the church in the Bible, uh, the word for the church is uh, the word that we get ecclesiastical from, which is a church kind of word. Ecclesia just means the called out ones. That's what church means. It means it's the gathering of people together who belong to the Lord. It's a community of people who would all call themselves Christians, who would call themselves followers of Jesus, Jesus' followers. It's the body of believers um, who God dwells among, who God is in through the presence of His Spirit. So, that's really what the church is. as has local uh, outworkings, and it is uh, visible, but it's also throughout the whole world, wherever uh, there are Christians. Uh, and we're a people who are, are called the called-out ones because we're going somewhere. We're all going somewhere. That's why it matters. That's why I like the kind of shortened version of our vision statement was that we're on mission in community because we're on a mission. We're going somewhere. We're going uh, to uh, meet with Jesus Christ ultimately, and uh, we want to share His message. So, really, the church is about a people. It's about people and a person. It's about us as people, and it's about Jesus as a person who can be known through His Word as we know and understand who can be experienced uh, through the presence of the Holy Spirit in our lives when we come to Jesus by faith and trust in Him. And we're, He's our head, and we're, fo- we're encouraged to follow Him and uh, to serve Him and to love uh, together as we move forward on our way to heaven. And just as we've been reminded of uh, in the videos this evening, very palpably and very visually, uh, in any community, in any family— uh, there's lots of different people, and uh, there's lots of different gifts needed. The Bible speaks about that, uh, about the, the church being like a body with all its different parts, with Christ as the head. Or it's like a building that needs joiners and uh, electricians and decorators and all these kind of things, uh, but who has an architect, uh, who's an overall uh, someone who is designed and who is moving uh, the building forward. And as a team, we all cooperate, and we learn, and we value each other with all the different gifts we have. Now, we've mentioned, we're going to mention each week that when we're looking at the gifts of the Spirit, there's four things we really want you to take away. The gifts of the Spirit are given by God for His glory. They're many and diverse. Okay? It's the first thing. The second thing is that they're for the building up of the church as we all work together. The third thing is that the gifts of the Spirit have common elements for all believers, but unique aspects only for some, and we'll see that a bit this evening, and also the gifts of the Spirit are worthless without love, without the love of Christ. So we see these things. Now this evening we're looking at uh, pastors and teachers as one gift, uh, shepherds and teachers, as we have here in Ephesians four verse eleven, and we're we're going to look at that this evening as a gift that's given to the church. Okay, a pastor or a shepherd, as it's called here is just someone who takes care of the flock. That's what a shepherd does. Now, I know we're all we're mainly all city dwellers here, but you all get the idea of a shepherd and uh, what's involved in shepherding. Someone who cares for the flock. That's what the pastor is. And the teacher is someone who imparts knowledge, uh, wisdom and knowledge, an instructor, someone who's gifted and uh, who is knowledgeable. Okay, why, why this gift then? Why is this gift given to the church? As all the gifts are given to the church, why, did God, why does God feel the, the necessity to give this gift to us as the church? And I'll speak about it being separated later, but we're calling it one gift here, pastor, teacher. Two very simple things. We need to be cared for as lovers, okay? I'm not, I don't mean the romantic sense of that word. I just mean that we love, Okay people who are made to love. So, as as lovers, we need shepherded as God's people. We need cared for. That's why we need a, a pastor. But also, we're learners. So, we're lovers and we're learners, okay? And as learners, we need to be taught and we need to teach, and we need to be equipped to live our Christian lives. So, we're lovers and we're learners, and God sees that in His family, and He sees the need for the pastor-teacher to help in that. Now, we've said that these gifts are are gifts that we all share, but some have and are gifted by the Holy Spirit in a a very uh, particular way. Uh, You know, we see that with hospitality, or we see it uh, with some of the other giftings that we will be looking at as well. So, what I'm saying in the first place is we all share in this work. So, the DNA of every church is that we should be loving and we should be learning. That's why God's given this gift because He knows we need to be loved, and we know He knows we need to learn. Now, you might not, and other people might not have a special gifting to be pastors, to be shepherds of the flock. But everyone needs cared for, and everyone can care. Do you see the difference? Not everyone has a specific gift of pastoring, but everyone can care. We all need to be loved, and uh, we all. Need to give love within the church. It's sin within us that makes us haters. Yeah, yeah, that's right, isn't it? Sin Sin separates us, it makes us haters. Uh, And yet, we're to be people within the church who recognize the importance of loving. We all need that belonging. We all need to battle against isolation and rejection and loneliness. And so, we need to be carers, we need to be pastors and we need to be willing to be pastored ourselves to be cared for that's God's model of family that he has for us you know I say well I don't I don't know I don't know if I've got a role in this church I don't know if I've a, a gifting in this church well let's go back to the very beginning and remind ourselves that every Christian has the two greatest gifts of all the holy spirit and God's grace you've eyes you've hands you've feet you've a home you've a voice you've a personality And you can use these things to care for other people, to shepherd other people, to look out for others. It's a great thing to have a pastoral mindset and pastoral thinking to know others, to lead them, to feed them, and to protect them as uh, a loving community. So, we're we're all to to recognize the DNA, the significance of having a loving community under Christ. God has given us that. But also to be a learning community, Okay, we're lovers, but we're also learners, and everyone has a role both to learn and to teach. We're all disciples, and uh, it's pride or it's sin that makes us unteachable. But our lives, our example, our care, all of these things, our understanding of the Word, our previous mistakes, enable us and help us to love but also to teach one another— He wants us to be students of the Word, of the Bible, uh, and students of life, not just for our own learning, but to benefit others. Uh, And we all have a greater or lesser ability to do that. So, all of us have a responsibility to develop a loving and a learning community, uh, which reflects Jesus Christ. So, we're not simply on our own, we are part of His family. But we also recognize that some are uh, specifically gifted uh, by the Holy Spirit and set apart to be pastors and teachers over uh, the flock of God, as it's so often described in the Bible. And I think that's important because we often misunderstand the church and God's teaching about the church. Uh, The church is rubbish sometimes, isn't it? Uh, And we want to give up on the church sometimes it is the local church, and it's the church uh, that God gives us uh, and models for us in the New Testament and gives us a pattern for in the New Testament. uh, And the structures that He gives us in the New Testament are because He loves us and because He wants us to be a loving and a learning community. So, as part of that, as part of the great diverse giftings that He gives to the church, He gives the church pastor teachers. That is those who Uh, have the gift uh, of caring and teaching in the church, and they're given a specific office in the church. Uh, We see it throughout the New Testament that they are given the office of the elder. But uh, that's what I am. That's what the elders here are. Uh, The elder, the overseer, or the bishop it's called, Uh, they're all the same role, different emphasis. And uh, we see that uh, the elder that is set apart in the local church— to care for and to teach in the local church is an office that is given by God because he cares for and he loves the church. So the the elder is the one with both these gifts, shepherd, teacher, uh, and these gifts are fused together. I think there's definitely a case to be made for people being able to be shepherds uh, uh, and possibly not teachers, and teachers, possibly not shepherds, but when they come together, shepherd teacher, that is the gifting that uh, uh, enables them, qualifies them to be called and set apart by God and the Holy Spirit uh, to be elders in the church. 1 Timothy five seventeen, I think says, it, let the elders rule well, uh, who are considered worthy of double, and especially those who labour in preaching and teaching. So there's gifts, uh, and and elders are set apart in every church in the New Testament and there's also some that are set aside specifically to be those who teach and have these gifts. So, why is it, why is it important? Why is it fundamentally, fundamental to God's community? God sees it as important, and He made sure that every church had this element of loving and learning within it, and every individual within the church. Acts 14, verse 23, I'm just going to dot one or two verses in the Bible, when they had appointed elders, the apostles appointed elders for them in every church with prayer and fasting, they committed them to the Lord in whom they had believed. So in every church, this was the pattern, loving and learning through the pastor teacher, and it was hugely important. Why is that? Why is it important that God has done this? Firstly, because it reflects the character of Jesus himself John chapter 11 at 10 verse 11 I am the good shepherd the good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep and we read in first peter that he is uh, the chief shepherd now that's a great way to describe Jesus so the church is reflecting who Jesus is he is the great shepherd he's the great pastor he's the great teacher of his people. He's your great pastor. He's your great teacher. And uh, there's four great words for for shepherding that are, I think, important for us. To know, to feed, to lead, and to protect. That's what a good shepherd does. He knows his sheep. John chapter 10, verse 14, you know this one, don't you? John chapter 10, verse, I am the good shepherd. I know my own, and my own know me. Uh, So, there's this great knowledge that he has of us great care and compassion. In fact, more than that, there's also quite a, a solemn part to that in, in Matthew 25, I think, 32. I've only got one or two more verses. He, he says he will separate people one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. So there's those he knows and th- there will be those he don't know. And there, So there's quite a solemn element uh, to his knowledge of us. Now, I'm, I, I'm not a shepherd in any way, shape, shape or form. I'm a city boy but uh, I married into a shepherding family, uh, and Katrina's family are shepherds, and uh, Katrina's fa- father is sadly no longer with us, but he was a lifelong uh, shepherd, and he had this fantastic knowledge. You wouldn't—I uh, go out a field and look in a field of sheep, and they all look the same to me. There's no difference. They're just sheep. You know, rather fat and woolly and white, and they're all the same. But I remember once we were on holiday with them in the borders— And he's from the West Highlands of Scotland. He was from the West Highlands of Scotland. And we passed a field, and he said, that was one of my sheep. This was in the borders, long, long way away. He knew his sheep. That was one of mine. Uh, uh, And they know, they know their sheep. A shepherd knows his sheep. There's this belonging. And for us as Christians, Jesus knows us, and he loves us. And uh, we've, we've been redeemed by him and rescued by him. So, he knows us. And and because of that, he feeds us. We find pasture, spiritual feeding, nourishment, learning from him. Uh, Psalm 23 speaks about leading us, you know, into pastures green. He leads us where it's good and, and knowledge uh, into knowledge that is important to nourish our souls uh, into the truth of who he is. He feeds us. And he leads us. He, he leads us in the right places. Sheep are easily led. I think that's one of the reasons why Jesus used it, an illustration of Christians and, and the church. And they will follow their leader. There's a leader usually in the, the flock somewhere along the line. So if, quite often you'll see a long line of sheep, a straight line of sheep, and there's one at the front, and he's leading them. I don't know why he leads them maybe just because he's first. I don't know. But they all follow him, and they don't seem to think very much about it. They just follow uh, their leader. Um, And it's important that we are led as Christians as well and that we follow Jesus Christ, who is the right person to lead us, the right one to lead us. We're no different because we're prone to wonder. Have you ever watched one man and his dog? Have you ever seen that really annoying bit where there's the dog and there's three sheep, and all he needs to do is get the three sheep into the bit, into the gate. And he gets two in, and then one just wanders off on his own, and will not just go the right way, and it's hugely frustrating for the shepherd. Prone to wander, prone to be isolated, prone to be deceived, prone to drift into danger. And as Christians, we're like that we're prone to do these things, and we need led by the Lord Jesus in our lives. And all of these are fused together, the leading, the feeding, the knowing, and the protecting. Uh, The good shepherd will protect his sheep, as we've seen here. Jesus Christ does more than that. The great shepherd, he lays down his life for the sheep. Isaiah 40 speaks of him gently carrying uh, the lambs close to his heart. So, this shepherding leading that is gifted to the church, it reflects the head of the church. It reflects Jesus himself. He is the head of the church, and loving and learning are the two really important things that Jesus sees are needed for the church. Yet there was the foundation of the apostles and uh, of the prophets, um, and we've seen that, and we recognize that, and the importance of that, and the evangelists to share the good news and he also sees the significance and importance of having pastor uh, teachers, because the church and you and I as Christians need led, and uh, we need uh, shepherded, uh, we need to be loved, and we need to learn. So, he is the head and we are the body, and that is hugely significant. Who knows, who knows your body better than yourself? You know you know what your body needs, don't you? Uh, Sometimes we choose not to really follow what our body needs or listen to advice, but, you know, you often hear people saying that, well, you know, how how do you feel about things physically yourself? You know, if you go to the doctor and they'll ask you, well, what do you think? What what do you feel yourself? Because you know your own body and you have to somehow be able to tell uh, the doctor, if you're not well, what's going on. Well, Christ is the head of the church and he says the church is his body. And so he knows really what's great for us and what's important. And he says we need to be loving and we need to be learning. And so he gives us pastor sheeps, uh, pastor teachers, sorry, not sheeps. Um, so Christ appoints pastor teachers to lead the church. Uh, and this is part of our DNA. He does that because like the great sheep, it's like Jesus in Matthew 9 where he sees the people. And he says they're like sheep without a shepherd. He has compassion on them because they're like sheep without a shepherd. They're harassed and helpless uh, without him. And, you know, we are harassed and helpless without Jesus in our lives. And we need that that spiritual DNA of of loving and learning. And we need the gifts of pastor teachers in the church to create and to lead and to guide in this loving and caring way. And that's hugely significant that we follow Jesus' example. So, so we need to love, as we say before, and be loved. There's this struggle in our lives. We need encouragement. Uh, we are need to be valued and cared for. We're often bruised and broken and insecure. And the church is to be a place where we are pastored, where we are warned, where we are protected, where we are loved, uh, where we are accountable, where we're corrected and rebuked in grace and gentleness. And uh, the elder uh, model is to allow that to happen throughout the church. We need to to love and be loved, and we need to learn and be learning. It's all interlinked you know, and learning for us is much, much more than simply intellectual knowledge. For us, it must always be more than that. More than just knowing about the Scripture. It's about being shepherded through the teaching of His living Word. And the centrality of the Word will always be important in the church, because that's where we are taught from. This is in the middle of the church. That's in the middle of the church, because the Word of God and the Word preached and the Word shared is tremendously important because we are learners. We're disciples as well as being those who need care, and the two are fused together. So, good learning will mean that we oppose bad learning and false teaching. It means knowing our theology and knowing our doctrine because doctrine matters. It means being submissive to the teaching and to the eldership as we recognize and know that we've got a communion next Sunday and we're welcoming new members and we ask them to, to take vows and we ask them uh, to recognize that we will pastor and care and love them as the elders and pastors of the church and that they will come under the teaching and submission of the spiritual leadership of the church. And there's that huge significance of protecting the church from error and from schism and division. Loving and learning together is why God gives us this gift. And that, that's a great challenge for us as we consider our own place within the church, the part we play uh, in the spiritual character formation of the church, of the body of people. Now, we know it's it's massive, the church. You can speak about it. But for intents and purposes, it's, it's the body of believers that you belong to. Uh, we can resist being pastored and cared for We can resist teaching and being taught. Uh, We can resist serving and being involved. Um, But yet, we see the significance and the importance that God has for these great characteristics in the church. Please remember those who are set apart uh, with a specific gift, the elders within the church, the huge challenge that we have to recognize God's calling, that we've been set apart by the church with this hugely significant task that we have, that we would fan into flame the gifts that we've been given, and that we might work on the areas of, of the gifting that we are, have less of uh, and that we are weaker on, and that we would pray for the Spirit to give us more of the gifts of shepherding and of teaching as elders, but that all of us would recognize the caring, uh, loving, and learning Characteristic that should mark this church and should mark every church as we seek to be on mission and in community. And maybe want to share that message of Jesus uh, through supporting OM, uh, through the opportunities they provide, through our day to day work and witness, and that this would be a place where people would recognize and see the reflection of Jesus, who is the great shepherd, the great pastor. And the great teacher, and that we would be those who come under that uh, particular uh, recognition and characteristic of Jesus and reflect that as his body, as local, a uh, uh, local outworking of the body of Christ in Edinburgh here. So let's pray and consider that and ask for God's help. Father God, we ask and pray that you would help us, guide us, protect us, forgive us when uh, we fail to. Uh, When we fail to live up to uh, the giftings that you have given us, when we shrug our shoulders and say, well, nah, that's not for me, uh, or we we simply, uh, as Philip was saying earlier, shy away from the thought of evangelism uh, because we feel we can't do it, and yet we know that there's such a broad uh, responsibility and privilege to... Bear of the fruits of the Spirit, uh, just in very ordinary ways, and recognize that there are those that are set apart, there are those that have gifts that we don't have, but yet we pray that together that we would uh, share uh, and um, cooperate and live as a people, as the body of Christ together, uh, respecting, loving, supporting, praying for, caring for, and living out. The gospel of Jesus Christ as his people. So bless us, we pray. Give us great opportunities to reflect care and love uh, in our communities, to uh, introduce our friends to our Christian community, uh, to uh, help them to see why Jesus is real to us and why he has transformed our lives. And give us an excitement and a passion for this great chief shepherd of our souls, the Lord Jesus Christ, who has given us in Scripture uh, uh, the gifts that we need to live our Christian lives and to uh, be in community. Forgive us when we so often uh, seek to be isolated, to wander, to drift, uh, to find ourselves in spiritually dangerous places. And uh, may we know the warning signs And may we heed the the gentle uh, guidance of the loving hand of Jesus and of his people, uh, keeping us, protecting us, praying for us, loving us, and uh, drawing us to himself. So help us in all of these things, we ask and pray, and bless us in Jesus' name. Amen.